are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody it is shop talk friday once again hey wacky kids anyhow we are here with mr david lefevre from sales power that was amazing sales from sales <laughs> poor sales poor there are no vowels sure. in power, so it's S A L E S P W R dot com. What a trendy and name. Listen, and here's the thing: Had it for people, years. Like, we're not having this guy on here just to give you stuff for free, right? I don't get paid to have him on here. I'm just trying to help a brother out who's helped a brother out, you know. And so, you know, Mister Lefevre's got a little bit of capacity. He uh, knows a thing or two about working with insurance agencies on their CRMs. He's given you a mm. little little bit of information but it's just like killing commercial i'll give you guys a ton of content but i'm not giving you the paid stuff for free so if you have a need for crm in your agency and or you just need somebody to consult with about how to put crm in your agency this is a good guy to talk to and i know that because it's exactly what i did so anyhow (laughs) i want to get kicked off you know we have beat this thing to death we're gonna have a total of six episodes this is five of six and so i want to reserve the last two to other functions i think we've talked about data we've talked about contacts and companies and dashboards and how you use that um I want to talk about two of the other features that we use inside of our HubSpot environment that are very beneficial to us. And I want to go back to something before I set the table. Well, no, you know what? We're just going to, I'll do that before the next one. But the last two things we're going to talk about this episode is marketing. Next episode is service and how that integrates with the CRM. So I'll set the table for service in that episode. Because uh, I know that people are immediately going to say, Don't we have an agency management system, David? Yeah, you probably do. And guess what? They all are pretty much the same thing. I'm not going to make a blanket statement and say something negative. But there's a reason why we have a service component in our CRM, too. And you're going to have to tune in next week to hear what that is. I'm not going to give it to you right now. So all that being said, we got all these da- all this data. We have all these companies. We have all these contacts. You know, we've got mm. producers that are going in. They're making lists. They're checking them checking twice. It twice. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> They're calling people. We got Marvin. Marvin is just like uh, people. I am almost a hundred. I'm. You know what? I'm going to create a superhero T-shirt and send it to him called the Filipino Robo Dialer. <laughs> you know, I want Marvin is. I prefer my Marvin in a tuxedo t-shirt. But anyhow, uh, he's in there operating. And we've talked yes. about all of that. But let's talk about the stuff that we don't have to do, right? The, the things that the CRM automatically does for us that 
canvases all of these leads and suspects and prospects and gets information in front of them. And so that's what I want to talk about today, Mr. Lefevre. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how HubSpot or any CRM, for that matter, now takes all of the other stuff we've talked about and begins to put it into action through marketing automations, workflows, and sequences, or whatever the buzzword is for that particular product. Mm-hmm. They all yep. call it but marketing different. automation is the is the buzz is the buzzword there. Well, will you unpack buzzwords. that for a minute, please? <laughs> <laughs> unpack unpack is a huge marketing on yeah yeah. Uh, unpack. unpack marketing automation. Um, oh, yeah. it, it's per, it's pretty simple. It's um, uh, it's email marketing, is what it boils down to. But and it could be what it could also be text, right? It, it, it could be text, right? And it could so, also be uh, integrated with a company like Sly Broadcast to do ringless voicemails. Let, let's rephrase that. All right. So communication between your company and the person that is in the CRM or in the marketing automation system. Uh, is automated. There's triggers. There's act. There's there's things that happen that you set up that trigger some sort of automation. That could be an email. That could be a text message. Um, you might even go so far as uh, I'm going to show something different on my web page to this group of people versus that group of people. And there's all sorts of variations and there's good and bad ways to do things. But at the end of the day, if, if you've segmented your audience, if you've planned how you want to communicate with the people in your database, whether they're clients, whether they're prospects, whether they're leads, whether they filled out a form or not, um, you know, whether they live in Cincinnati or they live in Tampa, Florida, you can um, automate communication to say what you want, when you want. I think that that pretty much sums it up. Right. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, but also to add on to that, not only can you automate that, but the real juice in all of that, not just the efficiency that you gain by not having to do this stuff manually, is the analytics that come with it, right? So not only mm-hmm. do you have an automated process, but you have an automated and very measurable process. And before we get into that, we're going to stop for one second because I'm going to call somebody out right now, and his name is Christian Delosier from Missouri. And if you're in Missouri, specifically the area around Kansas City, maybe an hour and a half, two hours radius from around that, you better be paying attention to what Delosier is doing out there. This is the only guy in the history of my career that was actually able to out-negotiate the waiter at Ocean Prime in Orlando last night (laughs) to pay the tab. I tried to argue. I mean, if we would have arm-wrestled, I would have probably created some tendon and ligament damage for him. But he was slick. He was aggressive. I called him out and said, "Your, your game is weak. You can't beat me. And the dude like took it personally. Like I literally think I saw him trembling. I do. And he went up and he somehow spoke some sort of witchcraft into the, the waiter's ear and he ended up picking up the entire tab. So I'm telling you this for two reasons. Number one, because I know that myself, Josh Gurley, and Steven Sedlak, who were his business dates last night for dinner, all are very appreciative of that. But I also got to put the rest of you guys on warning because if this guy gets into one of your accounts and he's got that kind of tenacity, just go ahead and throw up the white flag. You're done. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So anyhow, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Delosier, that was for you, my friend. Thank you once again. Anyhow, 
Now we can get into marketing automation, and I have a clear conscience about it. Well, you know, so you want to be able to, um, you know, take advantage of the data that you have in your <clears throat> in your database, in your CRM, and utilize that to communicate timely and effective messages to the people that you're trying to speak to. Um, I'm going to add to that that there's also other tools that you kind of you can kind of align with marketing automation, except they're more sales automation. And that you're, and this is more on the CRM side. So Salesforce, HubSpot, you know, a lot of the tools, a lot of these CRMs have this. That you know, it's all about efficiency and productivity. So um, you can create sequences, uh, you can create templates, uh, you can create snippets where you're not having to go through and um, write the same thing 15 times a day, uh, or write the same email string uh, to 15 different clients. You essentially can trigger it. You've already set up all the templates. You've pre-done it, and it just goes. And in a lot of cases, or in HubSpot's case at least, when something else happens, it'll stop automatically. But it's a way for salespeople to take advantage of what they might consider automation inside the CRM, but not 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 the marketing half of the marketing automation stuff which may not so, seem like a big deal to people but I want to touch on that for a second because even if it's you know 15 20 emails whatever the time you take to do that and and not only creating them but if I'm going in and sending out 15 emails to somebody and then I get a phone call and I get an email and then I forget what I'm doing and then I have to go back that that process strings out, you know, for half the day, and then I have, and then it's taking me three or four hours to get all these emails out from people that I just dropped on or called or what have you. When it could just go out automatically, like like you're saying, it, I mean, it's impossible not to get distracted, at least with, with on a typical day for me, with all the stuff that's coming in and phone calls and everything. So that automation sequence going out is huge. It's, I think it's overlooked, honestly. Well, it's it's hard to for a lot of people to think about that because it puts you in a box. Right. Essentially, it means you have to have a process, and if you don't have a process, if you don't have a plan, uh, you're not going to find it comfortable. You know, you can you you you'll you'll use pieces here, but you got to build up to it. And you know, we've got a plan. We've there's a strategy as how you communicate. Uh, you know, if you're out doing the drop process, there's a process built into that. There's a flow that you go through um, from beginning to end. And uh, yes, there's variations and there's paths that go either way based upon what happens. But, you know, we've spent a lot of time planning that out. We've spent a lot of time integrating that and putting that together. So we're we're addressing all the what ifs. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a process as to here's how I'm going to communicate with this prospect based upon some factor that, that you've looked at, whether it's the industry that they're in, whether it's the location that they're in, um, whether it's where you are in the sales process, you know, you're just not, you're not going to find doing that comfortable because it's not going to work for you. You know, you have to have a process built in for, and matter of fact, all of this is all about process at the end of the day. And I think we talked about that in the beginning that, you know, what this is really trying to do is give, give you the tools to become more efficient, to spend your time being more productive 
And that means stop trying to do everything as a one-off and put everything into a process. Um, you know, if it's a clean process, you have a lot more coming out the end in terms of revenue, in terms of opportunity, than if you address everything or more importantly, let your, let your team do everything independently on their own the way that they want to do it. So I'm going to talk about process just for a second because I'm going to give everybody the single most important process that regardless of what your automations are in your CRM that they can do. How about you log in every single day and actually see what's going on in there, right? That's where it starts, right? <clears throat> and I think Ryan Deeds brought up, I don't, Kyle, I don't know if you went back yet and listened to the Deeds episode. So I'm going to talk about a couple not. things. Number one, number one, I didn't know Ryan that well. I really, really wanted the artwork to be like him with his pant leg hiked up a black leg and me just whacking the daylights out of it with a fire poker <laughs> and the title of the episode to be Mr. Deeds Does Data or something like that. So Ryan, if you're listening see... and you ever come back on again, just know that's coming, brother. And now that I know you, I think you're cool with it. The second H thing, though, hang is on a second, though. So that's not what happened. No, you did, you, that, that, that's not what the artwork is. No, 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 no. You, ch I, you chicken. No, nah, I, could, I couldn't do it to him the first time. Um, the, but the second thing is, you know, Ryan brought up some really, really good points. So if anybody hasn't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's probably one of the top three episodes we've ever done in my mind. And I went back. I've listened to it twice since. Um, and the thing is, he, he just made the mention. If you don't have a CRM right now. Start with an Excel spreadsheet. Prove that you can actually mm -hmm. use an Excel spreadsheet for like a month or two first. Then you can start talking about what are we going to do about bringing a CRM in and using data. And I thought that was really, really good advice because it keeps you from getting caught up in shiny object syndrome and proving that you can create the behavior that you need first. Then you go get the product. It, I'm going to be honest with you, man. There are days I don't log into HubSpot because I just forget to do Same. it. I, I still haven't gotten to the point, even though we use it for a lot of things, I still haven't gotten to the point where I log in every single day. Now, I'm not going to tell you I go two days in a row without logging in, and I don't miss more than one day in a week. And there's some weeks where I don't miss one. But it's got to be a habit. You've got to go in every single day, especially if that's where communication is going to reside, right? You know, whether it's people in your organization tagging you in notes or as tasks getting assigned and all of that. And it's just been very difficult for me to cut the cord from Outlook and just completely yes. move in to HubSpot because I've always had Outlook. And so I'm right. really going to focus on trying to wean myself off of Outlook going into the new year and just live in HubSpot 100% of the time. And if I can do that, I think I'm going to be good. And I'll just delete my Florida Risk Partners from Outlook, my Florida Risk Partners email. I'll have to use Outlook because I, of the strategy that I use with some of the clients where I have risk management at email addresses for their company. So I, I have to manage that because I can't integrate those with HubSpot um, for Florida Risk. But uh, that's what I'm going to do, man. I mean, I think everybody needs to log in and you need to actually use it. So there you go. You guys are back to talking yeah, without me. It's it's the hard thing that 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 is right. You know, it's tough going. I'm not sure about going into Excel because a lot of people have that challenge as well. But that really points out is that you know it's the importance of of wash, rinse, repeat, building. You know, getting getting comfortable and putting a putting a process that works for you. But it's also reinforces that lead by example. You know, don't 
don't never use it and then ask your team to be using it 100%. And while you while you're doing something different and you're not you're not doing what they're doing because it just doesn't it it you, you break up the flow instead of add to it or instead of keep it streamlined. So mm-hmm. it's important. It really is. And um but yeah, I mean Excel Put your list in there. Keep track of what you do. Now, the good thing, David, even though you're not logging in, is that you know we've got all those triggers right. that are happening. So it's not like you're not getting notified. No, and I think you're getting an email right. that says, "Hey, this happened," and and if it's that important, you can act on it and you can do it right away, rather than having to go into HubSpot to see what's there waiting. You know, for that's you. a fair point. So yes, I do like. I get an email every time a deal sold. I get an email mm-hmm. every time uh, a new lead drops. I get an email every time somebody has clicked the link or opened something. And it's not just that I'm getting the email. I'm getting the Windows notification in the lower right-hand screen on my computer. I'm getting the the push notification from the mobile app in, on my phone. So I'm I'm living in HubSpot even if I haven't logged like officially logged in for the day. Um, and typically that's that's been my MO. Like unless I get tagged in something or a task is assigned that triggers me to go in, I, I just may be so busy. I, if I hit the ground running, I may just forget and not mm-hmm. go in. But if something that that's why I have the fail safes, right? That's why I have those other mechanisms. And because it is integrated with Outlook, when I send an email, it, it's getting captured in HubSpot anyhow. So, um, right. and I'm getting those notifications that so and so opened your email. You know, so I so think forth. I'm just so used to like what you said the the look and feel of Outlook for sending emails because I've been doing it for so long that the that the look and feel of doing it inside HubSpot is just so different. And, and like if I'm sending an email, it's like I go to Outlook first out of habit every time. But I agree with you. Yeah, I think that's what we need to do is just kill it for everybody um, going into the first of the year and. Kim Smollett is going to hate that, by the way. I'll just, <laughs> she's not going to like that one bit. So She is going to fight you directly in your face. Yep, probably so. Oh, well. That'll be an interesting uh, endeavor. She's no Christian Delosier. To try to pull she off. Is, she is no Delosier. I can tell you that. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, well, you know, and, and that, you know, going back to the automation. So that's those notifications are part of that as well. So you're, you're able to stay on top of things that, which is the key bottom line is nothing's going nothing's getting lost that, that you haven't seen, or you haven't been notified about that's related to your sales process, right? Communication process, not necessarily, you know, there's a policy expiring because again, that's whether you want to put that information into the system or not, and then drive around that you absolutely can. There's nothing wrong with that. We just choose not to do that inside of uh, how we're doing things at Florida Risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from a marketing standpoint inside the CRM, like what's some low hanging fruit that pretty much is universal across every CRM out there that people could do to implement some marketing stuff right out of the box? Yeah. So you have a form on your website, captures somebody's information that they, they do a quote request. And on that, you automatically reply with, thank you very much, so-and-so. Either you assign somebody ahead of time and, and send an email that so-and-so, you know, I'll be contacting you and and look for, you know, here's my number if you need to get a hold of me. Or you do it from a generic perspective and you say, like, hi, I'm the owner of Florida Risk and thank you for your interest. 
one of our representatives will be back in touch shortly. And then based upon whatever their interest is, you can drop them into a three, four, five day chain of emails that continues to educate them on things they may or may not know that you feel are important uh, that you talk to your prospects about. So, you know, if you're, if we're talking about workers comp, then, you know, you want to go through a few step email that just, you know, Hey, I'm, I've, you know, did you know this? And did you know that? And are you aware that this is important in our state, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that is going to, whether you, whether you're having a conversation with them or not, there's automatic emails that are going out that are just continuing that education and helping to um, reinforce the message that you've either already given them or you're about to give them. Yeah, that's an I easy think one. so. And I mean, that's the one everybody wants anyhow, right? They want leads. They want quote requests. They want something that's going to be mm -hmm. revenue bearing. Then then there's other things like drip email campaigns that are a much longer term play. You know, you're building credibility, you're building yeah. consistency so that people see that they're constantly getting something from you. Not like every day or multiple times a week or whatever, but like, you know, once a month, an email's going out that's given me some sort of value. Um, you know, I think that we probably need to do a better job. And one, as far as from my perspective, one thing I have not done as good a job as I need to, and that we need to do a better job of, is looking at legislative changes and things that are going on right now. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening. And because we're only in Florida, it makes it so much easier for us to handle that. If we were a nationwide agency, it might be a little more different because we would have to know all of the legislative changes that are happening in multiple states, which coincidentally, we got a little tool called Mineral formerly think HR that does that and mm. alerts us about all of that stuff. And so we could do it, but they actually make it really easy for us to do it in Florida. And I'm really excited to ramp up with that here as we get ready to go into fourth quarter with benefits renewals and all of that stuff hitting on January 1st. That's one area I would like to see us improve. And then another one that I'd like to really see us improve on is some of those harder classes of business. Now that we have um, moved all of our platform over to KPA for some of the OSHA compliance and um, you know, safety related EHS, um, environmental health and safety information. I really want to hit that with a, with a bang and, and deal with, uh, getting OSHA compliance information out and things that are going to really benefit our service contractors. And so that's a huge piece, but you know, I think one last thing before we wrap up, Marketing is not just to prospects, right? I mean, marketing is also to people who are already your client. And you have to, yeah. you know, one of the easiest ways to, a, 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 a very close second in low-hanging fruit to me, and it, honestly, this might even be what I would put first if I were an established agency that had a book of business, would be to create a, a very quick and easy email cross-sell campaign based on people who only had one line of coverage or was lacking a specific line of coverage that you were really trying to round out in your agency. Because you've already got a lot of data on these people um, that you could export more than likely from an AMS and then import into your CRM. And then immediately just boom, 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 hit them out. But so that's one thing that you could do to increase revenue. But another thing to do is also market to them uh, and do things like 
request net promoter scores, NPS scores, so that you understand how you're perceived by your clients in terms of doing different things in your agency, marketing to them um, in a way that they that you're educating them, right? You're getting them things to understand what it's like to do business with you. Um, an example would be having a sequence around here's what's going to happen, or uh, you know, somebody just had a claim. Boom, we have a trigger that goes mm-hmm. out that says, "This is you know." This is what happened, you know, or, or sorry, we realize you just had a claim. This may be the first time this has ever happened to you. This is what you can expect from us going forward. Within the next 24 to 48 hours, an adjuster is going to reach out to you and call you. And I've already have a task set for myself that in 72 hours, if I've not heard from you first, I'm going to call you back to make sure that you've heard from that adjuster so that we know that this thing is progressing the way that it needs to progress. Because our number one mm-hmm. goal is to get whatever was damaged, whether it's your body, your your car, your house restored to where it was before the event happened. And you walk them through that process. And you're doing that for a couple of reasons. Number one, because your competition's not. Number two, because it saves you a lot of phone calls. If you have an automation sequence built in with some video and some instructions and some expectation setting, you're not having to replicate that over and over and over again. It's literally, boom, we got a claim, roll them into the claims pipeline and it's going to run through the different processes. And then the third mm-hmm. piece of that is you want to do exactly what I said before. You want to get an NPS score from your clients. And I think that if you educate them and you set their expectations and you exceed them, there's never a better time for you to ask for a review and get an NPS score from them as far as you know what they think about how you handle the claim. Well, you know, and really a lot of that, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, those those people on the other end of your communication are able to do, you know, things in their own time, in their own manner, without having to have you on the phone or without having to have you in front of them, where you've got to connect in order for things to happen. If you send them an email chain talking about, you've just had a claim, you know, here's three emails for you to watch. You know, they're going to help you out tremendously. And even if it's just 20 minutes of emails or a 20 minute video, they can do that on their lunch break if you're not available or if somebody's not available. If you're on vacation, it, you know, they're able to still get from information from you that's going to be valuable for them and hopefully help them deal with the situation at hand, um, especially if they're a first time, you know. Well, I'll person. tell you, even on the quoting process, though, from an automation standpoint, one of my, you know, I, by the way, people, I get paid nothing to talk about Neoteric agents, but I'm going to talk about Neoteric agent because I love it in our agencies for personal lines specifically in terms of how we can automate the process of getting quotes and information into our prospect's hands automated. And when they built that product, what I really like about it is that you are able to create a generic templatized email that seems to come directly from you. Uh, if you do it right. And I'm not talking about the one that's embedded in Neoteric, right? I'm talking about the one that we have created inside HubSpot. And the reason why we're able to do this and automate it is because of how their product was built. You go to their website, you log in with your email address. That's how you access your quote. So instead of me having to send an individual email to every single person and follow up, 
when Raphael or whoever the person quoting is moves it over to quote ready for review, it immediately sends an email to that prospect saying, hey, I just wanted to touch base with you. By the way, first name token drops in from the contact record in HubSpot. I just want to reach out and let you know that your quote's ready. You can access it by going to the, this website and entering your email address. From there, you're going to see a video with me explaining exactly what's going on in your quote. If you have questions, you can click a button and it'll notify me and I'll reach out immediately. And if you want to accept the quote as is, you can click to accept and we'll get the process started of bringing you on board. Thank you again for giving us the opportunity to look forward to hearing from you soon. They get that on email and they get that on text immediately. And I th- I would say that over 70% not 67, over 70, <laughs> over 70%. And it might even be over 80% of the people that engage with us are doing so from their mobile device because it's a mobily responsive website and it looks oh, very yeah. nice on there and they can watch the video whenever it's convenient for them. They can uh, flip through and it's got good graphics and branding on there. And so I really like their product from that angle because it made it to where we don't have to go in and do an individual email with all of this stuff attached. We can put the PDF in there. We can record a video with Lumen embedded. And it takes a little bit longer to do that uh, to to prepare it. But we're getting analytics on it. You know, we're not having to track people down. And we're getting ridiculously positive feedback about the experience we're providing to our prospects because they've never seen it anywhere else before. And it works well in personal. It's worked well in small commercial. I don't know that I would ever use it for middle market uh, because there are just too many questions that have to be asked in real time. And we'll just do that on Zoom. But that's just another example. I mean, we, we you get into these automations, there's a million different rabbit holes. And honestly, you know, I don't want to change our Friday episode title to CRM talk, but we basically have for five weeks, we're going to do one more episode and wrap it up. But those are just some things to think about. For those of you that are out there wondering, why do I need a CRM? I can keep my contacts organized. Great. Well, you know, if that's what your thoughts of a CRM are, don't go buy one. I mean, you're, you're not going to use it right anyhow. You don't yeah. understand what it is. It's why we're kind of doing this series is so people can see some of the things that agencies are doing to operate more efficiently and truthfully keep stuff from falling through the cracks, man. That's the number one thing for me more than anything else is knowing that if we have this stuff in place, the likelihood of something slipping through the cracks is almost completely nullified at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, listen, it's Mr. David Lefevre from salespower.com, S-A-L-E-S-P-W-R. He would love to hear from you. If you have liked the listen, I don't care if you hire the guy or not. At least tell him you appreciate that he's come on and shared his information with you for free. You can help us by leaving us a review on iTunes, but go to SalesPower, drop him a line, let him know that you appreciate what he's had to talk about and that you learned some stuff from these episodes. And I'm sure he'll be very appreciative of that, you know, just like we are. So take some time to do that if you don't mind. We don't ask you for money. You know, we just ask you to maybe do a couple of clicks for us every now and again, and that really helps. Yeah, well, yeah, Lefebvre does, but I can't be held accountable for his actions. <laughs> Please note, people, those he is a separate entity. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyhow, we'll catch you guys. Have a great weekend. See ya. You 
You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes. 